mortgages can be a dry subject. So here's your oasis in the desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bert to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the LM Experience. Good morning, Martin. How are you? I'm all right, Stu. How are you? You well? thank you. Yeah, not too bad. Good, good, good. Right, you know, it's like a bad smell. He's come back, Stu. You know, we said never go back, right? (laughs) Look who's wheeled his way back into the studio. Old Mike Lawless. I mean, Mike Lawler from from MAB. Hello, Mike. Hi, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, really good. Really. uh, Who who invited you back? Uh, Stu. (laughs) (laughs) I know you didn't want me back. I I didn't tell you about that part, did I? No, we, we, we don't we don't mind having industry industry friends back and and, and Mike actually thought, you know he sent a message a couple of weeks back about when we said we were getting the the, the podcast band back together again. Uh, Mike asked if he could come on with uh, one of his brokers, mm-hmm. who's, who Mike's going to introduce now because I've already forgotten how to pronounce his surname. I do apologise. Do, do, do you want me to do it? Go on then, Stu. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's Zara Yegane. Zara, hello, Zara. Hi, how, how are you? I'm yeah. all right. How are you? I'm very good. Thank, thank you. Good. Thank you for coming in. Uh, you're welcome. You. My pleasure. <laughs> thank, thank you, and Mike. Thank you as well. So, um, so we've done a few podcasts now since we've got back from from the pandemic. This is the first industry one, actually. You know, mm-hmm. broke in, and which is our day job as well, isn't it, Stu? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so how are you finding things at the moment out there? Zara, how are you finding things? Oh, very busy. I oh, I can't complain. Yeah. Uh, very good. Um, in, in compared to you know when I when I started at June actually two thousand nineteen. So you're quite young into the industry. Yes. What's so? What's your background then? Because we know Mike's background. <laughs> oh, Prison, <right>. basically. <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's your What's your background, Zara? Oh, how, right. did you, how did you kind end up here? Kind of the same. Um, <laughs> I've just moved to the moved to the UK two thousand uh, actually twelve. Right. Uh, from Iran, I had a master in energy economy, but um, uh, I found it a little a little hard at the beginning to kind of find a job in my in my field because of my English, and then uh, I just studied accounting uh, to just get more familiar with the financial system in the UK mm-hmm. and uh, because I, I grown up in the in a family uh, that my grandfather was a state agent okay. so uh, I've kind of heard uh, him all the time negotiating about you know properties and stuff I always had the had this in my you know in the background it's in the DNA almost uh, isn't it? <laughs> exactly and then um, when we wanted to purchase our first property uh, we actually went to see a broker and then I found a very good connection between you know finance industry and also property market which yeah and then I found that uh, with passing two exam, I can just be broker. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, make Isn't it sound it? a bit harder than that. <laughs> 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 that, in, that intensive <laughs> examination <laughs> process. <laughs> As Zara said, it was easy peasy. Exactly. <laughs> easy. For someone who doesn't speak English. I'm going to put that on the website, yeah. Easy peasy, easy, brilliant. Easy. Um, so, and how did, you, how did you come to work with Mike then? Mike wasn't the broker that did your mortgage, because it sounds like it went through successfully, no. so it can't have been, <laughs> <laughs> have been Mike. <laughs> No, he, it was a mic. But I started um, working at King's Group okay. uh, for a year, and then you know faced lockdown, uh, you know COVID, and then going to the self-employment would be the the, the better option yeah. rather than employed. And then I I just uh, prefer to work in a Iranian community, Finchley, okay. and then 
I just found Michael. You know, Michael's the least rainy person then, you're going to meet. Exactly. By the way. <laughs> I'm guessing. And then I just send my CV to Michael, and then here I am. Right, and, uh, yeah. Mike, how's she getting on? You can be honest. Absolutely smashing it. Is she? So Brilliant. that was one of the reasons that I wanted to sort of get her on this podcast yeah, 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 to really yeah. promote her because um, we are a sort of industry of whingers. <laughs> and you, <laughs> isn't that the truth? I don't know how you came to that conclusion, <laughs> Michael. But you find someone like Zara. Um, you know, she's just come into the industry. It's not her first language, and she's absolutely smashing it. Um, and when I, you know, in terms of how do we record smashing it, it's the numbers that we do, mm-hmm. um, which we can all be judged against. It's very easy to count. We can all do it, and she's doing phenomenally well. And yeah, uh, it's, it's a meritocracy. This industry it doesn't matter. You can dress it up and call it whatever you want, yeah. but at the end of the day, numbers don't lie. Do yeah. they? Um, so let's just go back a little bit, if you don't mind, Zara. Cause yeah. So you're from you're from Iran, and yes. you only came here like seven or eight years ago. Exactly. That's a that's a big move. Can I? What 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 drove that decision? Um. Yeah. Just just I I love just promoting. I just like um because in in Iran I didn't have the opportunity as a as a woman, for example, to okay. to work and then achieve. Um. So I studied six years economics there, but you know when when you wanted to enter to the industry, it was so tricky. But so culturally, it would have been difficult to create a career for yourself. Were you in Tehran? Exactly yeah. in Tehran, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a little bit complicated, and um, yeah, I, I couldn't see any, you know, very pleasant, you know, future. But when when you are here, you can you can just plan for your life. You can you can say, okay, I'm I'm passing this easy peasy test, and then <laughs> it's not easy and, peasy. It's <laughs> tremendously difficult. <laughs> And then I can plan uh, for my life. I can be a broker for my life. So, so you must say, I mean, it must be a, sort of chalk and cheese, which is an English phrase. So, uh, two completely different countries, yeah. two completely different uh, c- cultures uh, and attitudes yeah. to lots of different things. Exactly. Uh, did, you, did you find that crossover difficult or was it, was it quite natural from your point of view? Uh, actually, very, very... Easy very, peasy. No, no. At the beginning, it was very difficult. Um, I just forgot about my economics, as I told you because because I was thinking that I, I didn't feel confident to just write and say in English or just uh, uh, I've received so many good interviews from very good companies but I didn't feel confident to pass them but um, in terms of the you know comparison the financial system here in compare in compared to Iran is totally different here monetary policies are working but in <laughs> Iran nothing you don't have anything that uh, like you can call it economy uh, it's, it it's an oil based I mean, it's all uh, they based, don't use it, it. no you, you you study it uh, but you don't they don't they don't use it tell me about the pandemic then because obviously that's been you know we've not met for 15 months mike have we yeah. you know yeah. um have you have you found it uh, found it very very nice and pleasant for our <laughs> industry <laughs> actually Do you know um, it's a re- that is an interesting point because we had a previous guest on uh and it's, a, it's been it's been really weird this pandemic hasn't it because mm. uh, as we discussed you have winners and losers yeah. and i have to say that our industry and we should recognize really? our good fortune mm-hmm. it's been phenomenally busy i don't i don't, I don't know anyone within the industry who's had a quiet time yeah. no absolutely i mean if you fast forward back you know about a year ago i was contacting you i remember you crying down the phone yeah. to me mike and that's that's genuine i was yes. yeah i was i was very very upset and i had a, a pretty illogical response to what was going on I, I was a lot more doom and gloom than it actually turned out to be or that it would ever turn out to be i mean you you posed some good questions to me when you said you know 
you know, if it carries on for a couple more years, are you going to be able to cope? And I looked at the numbers and the answer was yes. I don't know why I was in, you know, in such well, a that's panic. The, that is the benefit for, and, and you might not appreciate this just yet because you're at the start of your career, Zara, but I, was ne- I wasn't particularly worried. I don't think Stu would be and you shouldn't have been. All the, you know, the SEBs and yep. all the, the, the long-standing brokers that we know, we've got deep client banks, all right, deep loyal client banks. And there would always be, yes, your income might have dropped. And let's be honest, you know, when the government shuts your industry down, which they did, you yeah. you, you, you are going to be quite negative-minded. Yeah. But then when you step away from it, you think, well, hang on a minute. I know at least 500 people who will come back to me at some point in the next two years for something, yeah. even if it's just a product transfer. That's you know, Your client bank will always see you through. I think the thing was, though, I mean, certainly from my perspective, I kind of, until, I would say, until the furlough scheme was launched... I then suddenly thought, okay, farming might be okay. But until that point, I was thinking, right, how many months can we carry on like this because of how it was looking in terms of not necessarily from from a personal level like that as much as thinking, right, if there are wholesale redundancies during the course of last year, the immediate impact, would that then be people aren't going to move or they're not going to be able to remortgage? So therefore, how can you pivot how many times can you pivot if you need to Yeah. Um, in the future from there? And I think from the point of when that furlough scheme was announced, then all of a sudden you had the lenders diving in with the criteria of what they would accept, mm-hmm. which then started to make you think, right, hang on a minute, this this could work. And in a way, I think that was what, what opened up more opportunity then for if you got an inquiry, it wasn't a blank, we don't know yet type of response. And I think that, that was where kind of, as an industry, I think I think that's where kind of we benefited, even if it wasn't just for physical numbers. But also, I mean, long-standing brokers, you know, any broker that got through two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine, I think is pretty resilient. Yeah, absolutely. They, they were always going to be able to market their way through another downturn, mm. and collectively, everyone was in the same boat together. You know, it wasn't it wasn't industry specific back then. It was it was the whole economy wasn't yeah, it, affected. Definitely. So we're all we're all in the same boat. So. Um, what what are you seeing at the moment, Zara, in the market? Obviously, it's been busy. Stamp duty yeah. been driving that. Uh, yeah, um, it can be. At the beginning, um, it, it actually gave a movement, but I don't think now it's the stamp duty only. So it's many people, out, isn't exactly. It? Yeah. yeah, still, still, uh, I know that it's going to end by the end of June. I mean, the the big discount, but still, people just want to move and just carry on purchase. Um, Our inquiry levels are still very, very high, exactly. so I thought it would all start to really quiet down the last couple of weeks. Well, I, people aren't inquiring now with stamp duty at the forefront. It's yeah. a nice to have, whereas three months ago it was a must have. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's changed. So I think a little bit of heat will come out of the market. The problem is there's no stock. Yeah, that, I mean I've got yeah. a number of clients. Just you know, the, exactly. It's like it's like the um, it's like the. Uh, uh, the discounted aisle of a supermarket in terms of property. There's a load of rubbish yeah. out there. The middle, nobody the middle wants of Lidl, as I like to call it. <laughs> the middle of Lidl. The yeah. middle of Lidl, yeah. So it's just that, you know, a lot of properties are overpriced. Yeah. You know, the vendors are chance. the agents are chancing their own, the vendors good, chancing good time to sell. It's a, great, it's a great, I think it is a great time to sell, but then people don't want to be out of the market mm-hmm. for too long because then you can't buy back in. So yeah. if you've got a legitimate reason to sell and maybe exit the market for a bit, I think you're right. I think it's a really, really I think as well, it, it, a lot of it's geographical as well, isn't it? We're based in the New Forest. Mm-hmm. So we've seen a lot of clients who are London-based who had a plan before pandemic to relocate 
towards, not necessarily at retirement, but towards retirement to then relocate down to the south coast. And I've had at least two of them who have actually escalated their plan now to do it as a result of the pandemic, where they've kind of brought things forward because they've, and this probably feeds into the general demand level at the moment where people have, rather than people saying, I'll give it a couple of years, we'll see how we feel then. Now people, this is all made people think, let's just do it. And a lot of yeah, people exactly. can work from home now. Yeah. So, you know, same with us. Are you, are you yeah. seeing that trend? Are you seeing a, a, a move away out of London? Yeah, a mm. lot. Quite a lot. I, I've seen it more from the zone one, zone two, because obviously I used to work for an estate agent in central London. So I've got a lot of clients who've got these fantastic flats. They've really been attracted to the kind of plush sort of North London suburbs. Um, so Crouch End, Muzzle Hill doing fantastically well. Um, again, I've had a quite a few clients looking to move to Wimbledon. So that seems to be very popular as well. But my, my kind of primary market is a one to two million house market. And I thought that would be a real struggle going into the pandemic because who can afford to buy a two million pound house? And it's Apart been from the, you, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been the opposite. It's Within been the his most, portfolio, yeah, it's been it's been the most busiest market. You know, they've been really competing. So that the lower end level has been a little bit quieter. Struggled to sell the lower end flats, but the the it's, one to two million houses, you it's know, space, isn't it? Yeah. That's what people appreciated off the back of the pandemic. Is the you know we, we all took space for granted, and yep. suddenly it's a big thing now. So yep. and you see that on we talked this earlier, Steve, about mm. you're on the train now. In the old days, everyone used to just cram next to each other, but no, no one does that now. Yeah, there's yeah. always everyone's got used to a bit more space and i think that that feeds into property people actually you know that two-bedroom flat or that four-bedroom house all right it might be a, an hour out but it's it's become very attractive yeah for yeah. a lot of people my own garden space home office, well. <laughs> home office <laughs> exactly. all, 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 all goes into the mix i think in understanding our space so my friend renya who's from um, holland and he always says the english people we don't understand space you know like we'll keep a spare bedroom and stuff like that so we've converted our spare bedroom into an office and i think a lot more people are looking to do for that where they need an extra bedroom more of us are working from home so we're getting kind of more that continental understanding of of space and why we need it and working differently you know well yeah i think i think you know history will will look back on this era at some point in 100 years and go, look, up. they all went to the office at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> they all got on the same train. What a bunch of weirdos, yeah. you know. And I, it, it will, this yeah. will change. A lot of yeah. stuff will change. Demographic and exactly. geographical stuff will change off the back of that. Anyone that can get ahead of that will do really well. If yeah. you can try and read what, what, what changes will come from this, will be, be really, really interesting. You can see in the industry already, can't you? Because I think it was Nationwide who came out about a month yeah. ago, didn't they, and said that they're offering their staff in their, their main sort of central hubs yeah. to the ability to work, work from wherever they want to. Mm. Mm-hmm. The key element to that will be if that's replicated across the board with different providers, lenders, etc., what is then the overall knock-on effect moving forwards for wider things? So things like kind of commercial property and that type of thing as well, because a lot of those commercial properties that are held in investments are sometimes linked into pension funds and yeah, all sorts, they are. aren't they? Yeah. So as a wider sort of economy thing, it's even more of an impact. It might take a bit longer for that to be felt. But I certainly think that that could be the way that things tend to kind of shift. It's going to be a continual shift, I think. Of because, all sorts uh, of yeah, abs- absolutely. A big, big learning curve. Do you, do you specialise in anything in particular, Zara? Mike, Mike's obviously in the, the ultra high net worth. He's like the <laughs> Hugh Wade Jones. Of, <laughs> I, I wish he's done a post on LinkedIn. I'm very, very Have jealous. Have you seen yes. that? Yeah, yeah, I'm diving off his yacht into yeah. Monica. I hate the man. And, and I say that because I know he's going to end up listening. Uh, but do you specialise in anything? Have you, have you got a particular niche market that um, you. I do a mixture of, you know, residential but mainly buy to let portfolios okay. uh, so many i received so many buy to let which is very tricky at the moment mm. 
and uh, but not not I think in every area kind of not 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 having my niche yet. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you find like with when you're dealing with clients who've got those portfolios that dependent on how how closely they follow things themselves, mm-hmm. you have to continually can re-explain how the market's changing exactly. with the lenders on that front. Yeah. Um, I tend to kind of dip in and out of buy to let, so it's a case of it's whenever the clients. The existing clients, whenever theirs come up for renewal, we discuss it. Um, and a lot of the time, because they don't they might only have three or four tops in terms of the amount they've got. So for them, when I then go back to them after like two or three years and then explain kind of how much different it is from the last <laughs> time we looked at exactly. it, it becomes a bit more kind of it's shock to the system for them, really. Um, Are you seeing demand for people to buy buy lets or refinance them, or is it a bit of both? Um, kind of, kind of both. Mm. Yeah, buying mainly. More and where are, they, where are they buying? Are they buying in London? Yeah, in London. Yeah, yes, yeah, they. I just don't see how the yields work. But they don't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which the, is why the jobs are. But Zara is always having challenges with you know the rentals and stuff. Like, and oh, I can exactly. hear her on the, the phone in, to Impossible with twenty five percent. You know, it's kind of impossible. You know, yeah. purchasing buy to let. It's supposed to someone's coming. I mean, in London, I think you probably need a fifty percent deposit, don't you? No, thirty five would be okay. What with the yields? Uh. No, there's not many. I just, I don't think many seventy-five percent buy-to-lets work. No, 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 not unless no. you can do the top slicing. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That, yeah. Well, we had one recently where where the, the market rent was four grand a month, um, and at the uh, at the stress test um, uh, uh, calculation, it needed to be seven thousand pounds a month. Wow, you know, oh so that's the problem that you've you've mm-hmm. got. Yeah, element of top slicing could come into it, but um, it's good that that market is busy because I think some landlords are suffering a little bit because. I think maybe there's some tenants are in arrears, and yeah. you know, because it gen- generally maybe the, the the rental market would be full of people like you, you were saying earlier, Stu, mm. that are probably on furlough. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, that has a massive knock on. That's another yeah. unintended consequence that will feed yeah. into another part of the the economy, the wider economy. It's interesting though, because a lot of the landlords, obviously, that I speak to, have got a lot with uh, where we are. We've got a lot of wealthy people in North London that own a lot of properties, and most of their tenants are actually paying the rents. They all right. kind of work in very similar to us, like service type industries, IT. They're actually a lot of them have got more money in their pocket than they've ever had. So yeah. it's quite interesting. I, I, I've got a feeling it'll be very different, um, area specific. That'd be my thoughts. Mm. And how, how are you coping, Mike? Not having eight holidays a year anymore is that st- a struggle for you emotionally? That, yeah, that is, that is my biggest struggle now because, as you know, I I like four absolutely hot holidays a year, and I tend to go away. I'm going down to uh, Stu's part of the world, um, second of July. Big world. Yeah. <laughs> staying in his, staying in his cabin. He's gone. <laughs> he's, he can do some work while he's there. <laughs> No, but where Stu lives, I absolutely love it. So I would consider, you know, living down there if I didn't, you know, have kids and wanting them to go university and stuff like that. And I'll find you, know, you a flat mine. Yeah, working. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen some nice ones down there. Um, but you know, it's, it's a great place for me to go on holiday. But I don't think I'll ever move that far down. Mm. You know, I, I live in Zone Six, which is quite far out. So I think that's as far as I personally would, to go. would be prepared. Well, to the weird thing is, as well, I mean, this is the feedback we get from clients as well who are, who are looking even for a second home down there. It's that when you think it's only like an hour and a half from Waterloo and you, you're right in the forest. Yeah. And it's mainline station, so the, the amount of services during the day are massive. So from that sort of perspective, it's and even along that line, you follow that down from Waterloo, places like Winchester and people like that, Basingstoke even. It's not quite a nice place, but those are all places there that you can, Winchester, you can be in Waterloo within an hour. 
so commuting wise sort of thing and that is is really popular on that front very expensive though as well a lot of the places when i look <laughs> as well you know like you've got that limington that's near you i had a look at a few years ago and it's uh you know million pound flats that kind of range. yeah well the weird stuff. thing is some of those as well um there's one particular development which is literally right on the waterfront. That was one I looked at, yeah. It was yeah. an old chicken factory or something, was Yeah, it, it was, yeah, yeah. It's not quite haunted as far as yeah. I <laughs> But it's it's one of those sort of developments which was came in very big fanfare. Um, but you can get... There are actually are waterfront flats in Limington that aren't on that development. You can get for a third of the price. Wow, yeah. So it's, it's, it's all about... The same with the lo- locations, kind of uh, premiums and stuff like that. It's just about a lot of the time as well. And funny if this like kind of segues into something else that i've looked into recently as well more um property finder services are springing up all the time as well yeah. where people are just saying right okay if you've got that local knowledge within those areas find me what i'm looking for within that budget and i think that's going to be something moving forwards as an industry you're going to see more people working in that sort yeah. of area definitely so are you uh you're confident for the next 12 months you two yeah yeah super confident yeah, yeah. I feel yeah big plans hopefully we start opening up again soon um you know want to move offices find bigger premises um you know, take on more support staff that's where yeah. we've really really struggled we ha- haven't had kind of enough support staff there so that's where i really see us trying to get more more bodies on yeah and what about yourself sorry you i mean you you confident i mean you, so you're two years into your career Yes. Yeah. Um, so at the beginning of the lockdown could be a little bit, you know, yeah. scary for me. But but now I think I found it very good a good time to build up my client bank. Well, actually, I, you've made you've made it through. Your 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 yeah. twenty twenty was our two thousand eight. Yeah. You know you've yeah. got that you've got that in the locker now. You've yeah. you've done. You know, broken, uh, broken in tough times, but really sorts sorts out the good from the bad yep. i yeah. think uh yeah, exactly. and you know being able to self-generate did you generate your own clients as well as um get... both yeah. um i received referrals as well yeah. and yeah michael passed me uh, so many clients yeah, but as you, well. you yeah. get so many referrals as well don't you because yeah. you do so you do a great job for your clients and then they'll pass your your number on and stuff like that so you know well that's how it works it's simple yeah, as that. Exactly. I mean, I, still, I mean, I've got referral chains that are twenty years old. They yeah. keep going, don't you, Mike? Yes, yeah, amazing. They don't. Yeah. yeah, they don't tend to stop. Um, uh, uh, and that, that's what makes the the, the job interesting. It's the fact yeah. that you don't know where it can lead you, who it can lead mm-hmm. you to. Um, yeah. And I think we're very lucky in that respect. Uh, so it's always good to end on a positive. So do you want to, do you want to promote yourself? Zara. 100%. Go, right, okay. You, yeah. You've got 30 seconds to promote yourself to the world now. And you can either do it in English or Iranian, depending <laughs> on who you want to market yourself to. But so why should people contact you and how can they contact you? They can um, they can contact me on my, my, my mobile or on my email. Um, uh, should I give the address now? Go on then. <laughs> give it, put, put, it, put it out there. Are you on? Are you on social media? You're on LinkedIn or you're on um, Twitter? And yes, I'm. I'm. I'm in LinkedIn okay. and also social media, Instagram, Mortgage Dara. Okay, Mortgage Dara. That's yes. easy to remember. Yes. And pronounce like, for me. <laughs> exactly. So. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Good for you. Mike, do you need to promote yourself or are you okay? No, I've got <laughs> more business coming in than I can handle at the moment, which is great. So, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully it continues for a, for a long time. Well, listen, Zara, Mike, thanks for coming in. Really yep. appreciate that. Great for having you guys. Appreciate it. It's great to get back belly to belly and seeing people again, isn't it, Stu? It is indeed. Yes, that was um, episode 49 of the LM Experience. If you'd like to come on for a future episode, you can drop us a message through Twitter at the LM Experience and we'll get back to you and hopefully have you on soon. Uh, doesn't have 
to be mortgages or property. It can also be any form of business or if you have had any life adventures. Brilliant. Zara, Mike, Stu, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening. And please subscribe and follow us on Twitter. And remember, there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party. And your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or any other debt secured on it.